Hello, Coming From The Heart listeners. Welcome back to the podcast. Right now you might be thinking, wait a second, that's not Helene and Alexandra. But don't worry, it'll all make sense in a moment. For now, though, I'm very excited to be the one inviting you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. everyone. This is Helene, and this is Coming From The Heart. And today, we have a really exciting and special guest in our house studio, Alexandra. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. He is our sound engineer, Alex. So we're going to talk to him in a few moments and uh, hear a little bit about why and how he came to work with us and how he is a very special friend of mine and now has become a very special friend of yours. So we are going to talk to him in moments. But before we get to that, let's talk about what's going on in your life, Alexandra. You're busy. I am busy. Really, really busy. School is picking up speed. And um, I'm sadly wanting to live in the present, but looking forward to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving? Yes, because my lab will be over. Mm. So that's sad. Um, But I actually enjoyed the day with you yesterday. We had an actually really nice day. We biked. We biked and we celebrated the Jewish holiday Rosh Hashanah, which is a new year. And I'm actually happy in a way like, okay, so 2020 isn't over. What is the the Jewish New Year? I don't know. 5870, I think. And yeah, so 20 2020 isn't ending, but it's a new year. And if you guys don't really know about what the holiday is, there's this ceremony that you do that's called Tashlich, which means you throw away your sins. And in between the start of this holiday and Yom Kippur, which is a day of fasting, it's like a lot of time reflecting and and how your life is. And I think from more of a spiritual point of view, it's very introspective and you know, maybe a chance for a new beginning, which I think we all need and hope and want for this time. Actually, it's so sad. I want to talk a little about and spend some time talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, we can get um, to that in a moment. Yeah. She, gosh, on the basis of sex, please go and watch that movie to really understand. Of course, that doesn't do justice to her life, but what a trailblazer. And you know, she held on for so long and she fought for rights and so proud as a Rutgers student that she was a Rutgers professor. And they had um, a little tribute on their Instagram page for her because a lot of things that you think of as a woman that you can do are really because of her signing a mortgage without your husband. And a lot of things that were attached to the husband, you now can do by yourself. And I think that people from my generation don't really think about it. And I think it's just so sad that someone has to die in order for you to remember and reflect and pay tribute to, because really we all should be celebrating one another when we're living our life. So that said, please honor her and vote in November. Amazingly said. Yeah, I think uh, that definitely, I agree with what you just said about to honor her, please vote. Yes. So yeah, she again mentioning the movie that she was on a the document. basis of sex. Yeah, it was a, was it a documentary? It, it was a almost like well, it no, was, but 
you could say it's historical fiction. Mm -hmm. The actors were great in it, and it, um, I think, portrayed her life um, and gave people that really didn't know mm -hmm. much about her. Mm -hmm. um, it really showed them all the struggles she had to go through because actually she became a Rutgers professor because she couldn't get in with all that school. She still couldn't like no. be, get a quick well, women Because women were not equal, right. Alexandra, and we're still fighting for exactly. equality. And you know, and you mentioned your generation. to the pussy hat. Yeah, exactly. And your generation and so forth, just the assumption of certain rights that we all do have. And, you know, there are so many women who have been the trailblazers and she definitely yeah. has been that and so much more. Right. And of course, being the first woman Supreme Court justice, yeah. as we're talking about it, the tribute to her now, people are lining the Capitol mm -hmm. with signs and flowers and so forth. But you did mention about when people pass, sadly, they may not get that accolade until they die. Yeah. And um, but I think that she knew some of the interviews I had seen. I definitely think that she had that recognition of knowing that so many women out there supported her in so many different ways. Definitely. And um, yeah, it's just it's such a loss. It's a really it's a big loss, loss. And I feel like it's something that we all have to mourn. And actually, I saw this article in the Today Show that talked about her neighbor. Actually, he was this young guy going to law school and she gave him extra reading to do while he was in law school. Amazing. And I'm like, that's so cute. I mean, like, why do you have to say old people are cute? But like, I don't know. I just, I think she was so inspirational. And mm -hmm. I mean, I, you said to me yesterday, it's sad that she can't see what's going to happen in November. Yes. Yes. But, and I just think why we say in honor of her vote in November, the reason we're saying that is because you have to think about when you're electing your officials, you're voting not only for someone in power, but all the decisions that they make. And so who's in charge is going to affect her replacement in the Supreme Court. And that is the law of the land. It's, you know. And hopefully, yeah, and hopefully they will be, shall we say, who holding be, off on that Well, decision. yeah, exactly, to be respectful to that. So hopefully that will happen. And regarding voting and so forth, how many weeks do we got now, Alexandra? What are we up to? Seven. We think seven. Okay. November 3rd yep. is the date. We're getting our ballots shortly. Yep. So again, we always are saying to everyone, please get out there and vote. Please get out there and vote and honor her, honor the country, honor obviously things that need to be changed. And um, going back to celebrating the Jewish holiday, if someone passes while it's Rosh Hashanah, then they're a very righteous person in People that pass in between that time are very, very righteous people. My grandma, who who passed seven years ago, and yeah, I think I didn't. It's, know, I, you know, it's interesting you're saying that. I, I had forgotten about that. Yeah, um, and it's a very again, like, look, you don't have to be Jewish. You don't even have to observe religion to appreciate when a person is good and a person tries to do right in the world. Right. And holiday time, really, in all religions, should not be the time that we become the most religious. It's right. really about being a good person all the time. Yeah. And I think that for both of us, we try our best to give back to communities, doing the podcast, and just caring about one another. So on a daily basis, not just because it's a holiday. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So anything else to mention besides we are going to talk to Alex because he seems like he probably um, wants to have that chat with us? Not much. Else. Oh, my book, White Fragility. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I have started reading it. Congratulations. Yes, I have started reading it. I'm only on maybe 
well, getting through chapter one. Mm -hmm. But you I know at least you don't have assignments. No, do. I don't. I don't. And I don't miss that world at all. Yeah. So I feel bad for you guys out there who are studying and, and Alex is studying and everybody who's in school. Yeah. Been there, did it and done it. Do you want to so, rehash? Been a couple episodes since we've talked about the book club. Maybe we have some new listeners. Hopefully we have I, some I, new I listeners. I want to tell them what it's called and why we do a book club. Well, sure. It's called Helene's Healing Heart. It's Helene's Healing Book Club. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, White Fragility is the name of the book and the author is? Robin D'Angelo. Thank you, Alexandra. Yeah, I think it's just about um, recognizing, it's really about not being, shall we say, how I'm going to word this, to not be white privileged. Would you say that? To elaborate, I would just say, regardless of your race, it's just having common knowledge of things and racism that have always existed, but now are more prevalent and because of 2020. Well, yeah, I think that's actually better put than what I just said. Yeah, I think so. To just understand, like you people think that they understand a specific race, but honestly, you don't unless you live that world. Right. And so we wanted to um, highlight this book because Aiden, in our fourth episode, celebrating Aiden, he's our pride. He's going to come on yeah, and talk about it. He, um brought to light this book he's reading and we want to share this experience and discussion with all of you and so the book club is slowly rolling slowly moving but once that first episode hits where we have that discussion then um, we're gonna open it up to all of you to ask what other books you want and we'd love to have it monthly or bi-monthly um, just to engage with all of you and connect in a new way perfect okay so we got Alex. Hi, Alex. Hey, Alex. What's going on, our sound engineer? Hello. Well, <laughs> not much. I mean, like you said, I've just been studying since everyone's online now, getting swamped with work. So I know Alexandra's busy, too, with all that. Yeah. yeah. It's yes, not yes. a fun life, is it? No. no <laughs> definitely not. To our listeners out there, you're probably like, wait, what? Wait, wait, what's going on here? We're doing it a little bit differently. He is the voice. Yes behind he all is. of those beautiful sound <laughs> he, He's like, you know what? What? This is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Wizard of Oz. Oh my God. Can I? Yes. He is okay, pull the red know. curtain and there's Alex. Yeah. <laughs> but my vision of Alex, besides being the person obviously who's behind the scenes, which of course we know, is when we become like really big mm -hmm. and are selling out like PNC and we're like going on stage and I might and you're might. Wait, PNC? PNC Art Center. Wait, don't you want to like be in the city at Madison Square Garden? Well, sure, Alexandra, that can happen. But, you know, I'm talking New Jersey okay. here for a minute. So anyway, everybody can hear my New Jersey accent. So, yeah, so he is completely in black, has a nice little black t-shirt that says coming from the heart on the back. And he's running around and trying to attend to all the different things that we need from him before the show starts. So Alex and I, we kid about it, but I'm actually trying to make that a reality. Yeah, this, this is the dream. This is the dream. But hey, don't you have to dream? Of course. I think so. Okay. So, so back to Alex for a minute. So Alex, as I was mentioning moments ago, this is not a norm of an episode where I would give the bio and then we'd be like, hey, what's going on? So tell our listeners just some stuff about you that you want to share. Hello to all the oh, listeners. Okay. It's so weird to actually okay. participate for once. I mean, we love that. usually when I'm hearing your voices, I'm in editing mode going through your conversation. So this is definitely a fun little fun little change up for this week. Hello, everyone. My name is Alex. I am a senior music and technology student at Stevens Institute of Technology, and I am the sound engineer for Coming from the Heart. And my roommates so just got home. Hello. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, roommates. Hi, roommates. Okay, so Alexandra, you want to ask yeah, Alex some so stuff here? I'd like to, um, this was quite the journey to have you join, and we're so happy to have you, mainly because, well, I can't edit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, why don't you tell the story of how you and my mom met, and yes. now... Like it's full circle. We have our, he's part of the, he's part of the coming from the heart family. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so yeah. funny. Would I have thought two years ago when I met Helene that I would be editing a podcast now? No, <laughs> definitely not. But yeah, so back when I was, I guess I was a sophomore already at Stevens. One day, I think during finals period, I was sitting out doing nothing instead of studying out on one of the quads at Stevens. I had my guitar out and I was sitting at a yeah. table. And all of a sudden, Helene walks up and she goes, hey, can I sit here right next to you at this table? And I was like, yeah, sure, of course. Who am I to police this table? So Helene sits down and we start talking. She goes, hey, so you've got this guitar out. I wasn't even playing it at this point. So for all she knew, I could have been absolutely terrible at music. But um, I had this guitar. And she goes, hey, are you a musician? I have this event that I'm running and I'm looking for someone to help me do music for it. Could you help me? So I'm sitting there, this sophomore, just randomly out on the quad, like, what is going on? Am I going to be doing this event now? Yeah, I guess so. And then I did the event. It actually went pretty well. And I think I helped with the next year, too. Yeah, you did. You were you were totally amazing. Yeah, and you brought in family to help out with other I did. Stuff. My cousin, who also went to the school, yeah. was helping us. Yes, yes, yes. So, I, yeah, it was it was great. It was a really cool connection. I feel like it was meant to be. Well, I, you know, we talk about this, Alex and I have talked about this, Alexandra, et cetera, is that when you meet people at certain times in your life, it's not random. Although you may think it's random, it's not. And I love Alexandra would always say to me, post working in my position, mom, you've met the people that you're supposed to meet. Yeah. for whatever you're supposed to do. And I don't think, again, random is really part of it. I think things line up sometimes. You hope they line up from the universe, as they say, spiritually wise, that you connect because there's a bigger plan. There's a bigger something. So back to the dream of Madison Square Garden or PNC, uh-huh. I think, I don't know if it's a dream. I think it's just more for me, it's a goal or an aspiration. I'm excited then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I definitely think so. What do you think about that, Alex? I think, and especially for you guys, since you're doing something that you really enjoy and you're getting to talk to all these people and you already knew all these people who you can bring in. I mean, when you've got something and you got your mindset on it, it's going to get done. So I'm all for it. I'm here supporting you yeah. <laughs> backstage. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, what's so cool about Alex, we should tell our listeners is that I know you guys are out there. He seems like such a mellow, like well, he is a cool guy, but just so like down to earth. But he has so much going on. Like you're so good with languages. I think you're good at pretty much everything that you do. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, you're an artist, you create your, well, music is an art, but I think that you know, you can tell the listeners, I think what I was so um, enamored by with you is the fact that you've been in so many places in such a short amount of time in your life. You know, maybe you could tell a little bit about your schooling of where you went. You're American, but you're so like international with what you where you've been. Yeah, I can talk about it a little bit. I do feel kind of worldly sometimes. Um, yeah. Because I was born here. I was born in Maryland, but I probably didn't even live here a year before my parents and I moved to Ankara, Turkey for the first time. So I actually grew up in Ankara. We were there until I was five. After that, we moved to Amman, Jordan for three years. After that, we were in England, close to this little town called Harrogate for another three years. Back to Ankara. Then we went across the ocean to Canberra, Australia. 
And then I came to live here in New Jersey, in America, for the first time in 17 years. Amazing. Amazing. Was it hard to adjust yeah. living here for college? So, kind of. I think the biggest thing that tripped me up is that I wouldn't be leaving to go live somewhere else. I was kind of stuck here for a while. So I think that was the mm -hmm. weirdest part, actually. Like, I was used to the moving around at that point. Oh, um, of course. Yeah, because up until then, it felt like every three years was kind of a new starting point. So now it's mm -hmm. like, shoot, I'm stuck in one place. This well, is who I am yeah. now. What do I do here, you know? Wow. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's yeah, I think because for some people, like, for an example, my aunt and her family, they call, of course, army brats. Like, you know, they're yeah. always having to... <laughs> or the military places. brats love that. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, like, you know, you look from both sides, I think for some families it may be difficult but for you it almost seems like it was more difficult to stay than to leave kind of you know, yeah yeah you know you you like to i think you just like movement so maybe that's what you maybe will think about in your own life going forward not yeah. staying in one place at the same time although i do have to say the hardest part of ever leaving was having to leave people behind you know because you become close to people even if it's just three years you make friends and stuff and that is one thing i've enjoyed about being stuck here is actually meeting people and knowing people <laughs> and knowing right, them for right. longer than three years because usually right. you know it's hard to maintain sure. so many relationships after so long yeah yeah, yeah. who do you um keep in touch with um i can't say that i keep in touch with a lot of people from everywhere that i've been every so often i'll have short conversations with people and it's actually funny there are some people like i would move to a new place and they would also happen to move to the same place if we've known each other in another country. A good friend of mine, we met in Australia. We got there at the same time. And then we both moved back to the Virginia, Maryland area three years later. Mm -hmm. So we are still Amazing. in touch. So that's a lot of fun. Right. And I, I guess you can mention why you came back because you came to school in America. You could have gone to school anywhere in the world. Yeah. Why did you yeah, come back to America for that? Well, that actually is kind of more on my parents' part. Since they had been Got out it. for 17 years, it was time for them to come back and uh, do a tour in the U.S. for a couple of years because they actually just moved to Berlin. So they're back out in the field already. Right. So what do your what do your parents do? They're yeah. both just civilian like government workers. Yeah. So but yeah, going back to like you moving around, do you feel like it shaped your identity rather than just like staying in one place? Definitely. I think. Honestly, it's kind of a weird way to put it, but it's sort of like every three years you come to a new place and you feel like a new person, you know, like you have to adopt this new identity depending on the new place you've come to. So I definitely oh, feel God. like the culmination of that happening so many times has definitely shaped who I am today. And I don't think that many people can say that. Yeah, no, I, I think for, you know, I think you, I was just thinking about you, Alexandra. I think sometimes you like the fact of going somewhere new oh, where people didn't know who you were. So it's almost like, you know, when you're post teenage years or, you know, just going into college where it's a clean slate, yeah. you know, right. where people really can't judge or really know you and they just have to take you for who you are at face value, which is positive, I think, in certain aspects. I think certain kids do better with it than yeah. others. Yes, I you definitely know? think yeah. it's a personality thing. And for you, it sounded like you enjoyed it. I mean, I'm definitely happy with it. I wouldn't have had it any other way. Right. So. No, that's so cool. So now you went, I feel like we're telling your our listeners your life journey. So yeah. you, ended up, you ended up in the United States in Hoboken. Yes, you're yes. in Stevens. Yes. And then you get to college and you're like, 
what major do I choose? So what was your major? What were your plans? What did you hope for when getting to college? Sure. So actually in high school, my last year of high school, I did AP computer science and my cousin who we mentioned briefly earlier was already going to Stevens. She loved it. And I thought, Hey, technology, I'm interested in computer science right now. I can go to Stevens and do computer science. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> and it did. It seemed like it'd be really cool. But yeah, yeah, shortly into my first year, I realized that was not the case for me. And I was not quite as into computer science as I had originally thought. Sure. So yeah, actually, my first oh, year was pretty yeah. hard. It was a hard time mm -hmm. overall. Mm -hmm. Well, I think freshman year is brutal. Freshman yeah. year is rough enough. And yeah. I yeah. feel like your major was really hard. So oh, my God. Like, yes. It was a double whammy. Of like, <laughs> oh, my God. You're to a new place. Yes. You're in a new school. You're adjusting. And for those who have never been, like, freshmen in college, it's, I feel like it definitely takes, like, some time to get used to your classes mm -hmm. and stuff. But uh, mm -hmm. so then you weren't happy with your major. So what happened? Okay. Or I was going to say, what was the turning point? Yeah, that's yeah. another way to phrase it. What was the turn? Did you, you know, walk into a class and you're like, well, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I guess it was more of a slow build. I mean, I wasn't doing like I understood the computer science stuff, but I clearly was not as on top of it as a lot of other people at Stevens who are just phenomenal at what they do in computer science. Right. Um, so it clearly wasn't for me. And then I think the spring semester of my freshman year was just a really low point for me in general, you know, in terms of my studies, like emotionally, I was just not doing well at all. So I guess that was definitely the turning point where I was like, shit, this sucks. I should be doing something else. Yeah. So yeah, after a whole bunch of drama happened <laughs> with all that in the spring semester, I switched my major to music okay. and technology. And literally immediately, like the first class that I had, boom, all right, I'm happy. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, no, no, that's amazing. Because some people don't even have that moment. It sometimes takes, you know, I, well, no, and I was even say like myself, like I switched around so many different majors and stuff like that. So, I mean, were you counseled to know about music and technology or did you, you know, stumble upon it? How did you, you know, get to that particular department? No, because I'd actually joined Stevens as a computer science major and a music tech minor. I mean, music has oh. been my life, my entire life anyway. I honestly don't know why I didn't go in with the major since it's already so much of what I do. I don't know what I was thinking, mm -hmm. but it's sorted out now, I guess. Right. No, no, of course. Of course. So let's let's talk about music and technology oh, for those. My favorite listeners. topic. Yeah. <laughs> so for those listeners out there who really have no idea what, of course, we know what music is, but how this particular major for so many, maybe something interesting for them to think about for a future. I know many colleges do not have this type of major, so you have to kind of search the internet and find out different programs and so forth. But maybe you could explain a little bit about the major. Sure. So music and technology, different from a regular music program in the sense that it's less traditional, I guess. You still do your music theory, your music history, all your basics. But then on top of that, we do sound recording, you know, sound design. We do a lot with mixing and mastering, audio engineering. That's the technology part of the music and tech. Instead of most colleges, like you hear about Juilliard, where you go and you major in an instrument or you major in composition or in conducting. Um, here, it's more, okay, you're going to go and you're going to be doing a lot of mixing and you're going to be doing a lot of recording. People still obviously play their instruments and stuff. We do private lessons, but because right. we're at a technology school, it's definitely a focus on that. Right, right. What uh, tell the listeners as well too, like so the type of jobs or professions that you could go into with this, or talk about of course about yourself. Like, what is your 
aspiration, of course, besides coming from the heart. Um, <laughs> what was your aspiration for future job? What would you want to be doing with this, yeah. this career? This, this major, excuse me. Well, for me in particular, I do have a largely classical music background, and I did a lot of traditional music rather than music technology growing up. So my dream is scoring for films, scoring for video games, television shows, all the background music. That's the ideal for me. That would be the most amazing thing in the world. But, wow. you know, since doing this podcast, I have really enjoyed editing audio and editing your guys' conversation. So that is actually uh-huh. skewing, is skewing my aspirations a little bit. Well, no, <laughs> but I, feel so I do feel so honored. But, you know, that's I think it's interesting to comment that to our to our listeners out there, because I think Alexandra and I talk about this all the time with the podcast that we went into this upside down, not knowing anything. Alexandra, being the smart person that she is, um, was so instrumental just to try to figure out how to even get on Spotify or Apple or any of the things that we needed to do and so forth and so on. And, you know, she kept saying to me at the beginning of the summer, like, this should have been a class. This should have been a course I was taking, but she was able to somehow figure it out, fortunately for us. And then, of course, attaching ourselves, as I use the word attaching ourselves, <laughs> like, a, like a jellyfish that we attach to you. And of course, you do the editing for us because we give you immense amount of credit. Oh, man. That you, you want to, uh, it was such you, a you, li- you like it, actually. Oh, my gosh. Because she hated, hated it. She, she, you know, and that's just to say the listeners, not everything is for everybody. But I, what also, I was too. It also shows that like when you need help, reach out. Reaching out doesn't mean that it's like a sign of weakness. It's not like you're drowning. Yes. No, you, know, you well, it's, you know, <laughs> I'm saying we, we were drowning a little bit. But, but yes. I think in, in like uh, a broader scale, whether you need help in a class or yeah, you need help in some aspect of your life, if, asking yes. someone who has more expertise yes. will only help you. And that goes back to the beginning of this conversation that I met the people in my life before, you know, I did the podcast that were supposed to support this because, you know, I remember that one moment where Alexandra's like, I I just can't do this editing. I'm like, how about Alex? And she's (laughs) like, who's that? She's like some other random person that my mother knows. I go, oh no, he's not random. He was my bud. I want to see what he's up to. And, you know, now we have this amazing friendship. But I like the point that you said, too, if you can find people that can support and help, I think it's really it's not a sign of a weakness to reach out to others. It's really a sign of strength to reach out. But yet on the other side, Alex was so receptive to us. Sometimes it doesn't (laughs) work out in your favor. It's a compatibility thing. How, how do you feel working with Yes. Us? Oh, no. This is on. He can edit this out. <laughs> I mean, it has definitely been hectic at times, but overall, I think oh, it's gone oh. really well. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. He's telling us the hectic times. Maybe when we send him the stuff late. Like, like last minute? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, probably and that's kind of on both ends, too, because I know I've sent stuff late sometimes. So <laughs> it, it all works out. But it's, it's a marriage. It is. it is a marriage. Yeah. And what I was also going to comment on is the fact that you were mentioning back about your aspirations or your goal of the type of job, besides coming from the heart, as I mentioned, that you would <laughs> want to work with, is that by doing the podcast, it made you think differently about maybe something that you would have not even thought about because you're working with us. And I, I think for me, and this is definitely uh, coming from the heart, is is it's going to go on as long as I can possibly 
keep it going. And no, no more or, like <laughs> as long as Alex can be. Anyway, well, it doesn't matter what Alex is. He can be in Germany. He he's he's on board. I know that, right, Alex? Yeah, we're yeah. together in this one. We're together exactly. What? So, what is it like for those that have never edited before? Like, what's your process like, and Ooh, how long does yes. it take, and what's what's that like for you? Well, when I edit, and I'll talk about your guys' podcast because it's the only one I've edited, of course. But when I go through listening to your episodes, usually what I'm doing is editing for flow of conversation. So usually I cut out filler words, likes and ums and whatever people are saying excessively. I'll cut pauses so that it flows better, stuff like that. And usually we have syncing issues with whatever we're recording with. So I try to sort those out too. Yes. If a listener out there, let's say, does not have finances to go to, you know, a technology school that they, for whatever their status is or their finances are, what would you suggest? I mean, you know, there's so much information out there, whether it's YouTube, whether it's other sources or platforms. Let's say they, they're pretty savvy with technology, but they just don't have that, you know, schooling behind Mm -hmm. them. What would you suggest them to do? Honestly, the internet is the most beautiful place in the world. You can find absolutely anything. Even now, if there's something I don't know, I literally just look it up and I find it fast. YouTube, like you said, is great. Forums are amazing. There are even free online courses for anything, but particularly for music and tech stuff. Textbooks you can find online, which is something I'm super Mm -hmm. into. I love being able to find anything you could read that you could ever want. But yeah, and honestly, there's a lot of free software you could use too. So even if you don't have that tech background or you don't have the finances to be able to buy stuff to get you started, get the free software, get the manual, learn how to use it, and you're good to go. Mm -hmm. Anyone can do it. Really, anyone can do it. Well, anyone who wants to do it could do it. Let me fix that. Look, I mean, could I have probably done it? Oh, Maybe. No, I just um, it was too much of a stress ball when I was doing well, it. But uh, mm-hmm. for me, it was just it was taking too long and it was hard. But look, you know, you don't have the finances or you don't have the resources, you know, you can make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what do you guess to someone out there that's listening that does want to create their own podcast or maybe like their own YouTube page or some media content that they want to distribute? Yeah. Like I said, you can get the free software. If you want to edit a podcast, get Audacity. Video, you can literally record a video on your phone and upload it on YouTube. I mean, there's really nothing stopping anyone from doing whatever you want to do, you know? And Mm -hmm. like I said before, if it's something you really enjoy and you stick with it, then you're definitely going to find a way to support yourself doing it. I think that's usually how it turns out if you're dedicated and you're super into what you're doing. Yeah. I I like what you said too. But I also think, of course, you have to have that innate ability to do stuff like this. Like you, we all know that in life, you gravitate toward what you're good at. I mean, you know, obviously you were in a major, you weren't happy, you could have had, you definitely, shall I say, had the aptitude, but you went to what you love. And that's what I kind of wanted to focus in for a moment is that, you know, for me, it was always writing or it was always speaking. Speaking and writing were always my strength. So my favorite part is to do working with this podcast and of course the writing and doing the descriptions i i love that aspect so i it's think her favorite part it is my favorite part <laughs> she loves descriptions I, I, I love it it's, i do it's her craft yeah he knows that i told him that okay but maybe the listeners don't know well, they, don't the know. Of, they don't know of your process no no so yeah i think overall it's like a very creative 
process. But um, it's it's really I like that you said that it's it's the arts. I think when people think of the arts, like what music is an art form. Technology is an art form, depending upon what you do with it. My it's Instagram a, posts are yes, an art it's form. a creative process. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's anything is an art in the hands of someone who loves doing it. So I love that. That's beautiful. That's like that's the episode. That is the highlight, <laughs> Alex. Get it? Boom, yeah, we got it. it. Yeah, because art. If you define art, what does that mean? And you just mentioned that so eloquently. So, you know, that's kind of like a, yes. If you haven't listened to Nietzsche's episode. That was episode 10, Olaf Wapa and her many shades of color. We talked about, and you can go back and listen to that, like, what is art? Like, how do you define art and the creative process? And she talks about her journey and life story mm -hmm. about creating her business. So, yeah, I feel like all of our episodes are intertwined and intermingled in that they all have these people like you, Alex, that have these stories about wanting to do something and, and having something the hope and... and aspirations to put their mind to do something so yeah yeah and also just to you know i know alex would absolutely probably feels this way too something that makes you feel happy yeah. and i've said this many times before this podcast at this point in my life makes me super super happy i know for alexandra it makes her happy it fills a void for both of us in different ways and then of course hopefully editing and being our friends and, and joining the podcast has been that for you. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So let's transition to the conversation a little back to music and technology, but more like focusing on the music aspect. So we know that you have your big senior thesis. <laughs> yes, I was going to And uh, that you, you love it so much. So you want to explain what that's all about? Sure. So it's kind of in the early stages now. I've just like solidified the idea. But basically for my senior thesis, I'm going to be focusing a lot on the narratives behind the music that we listen to. I mean, obviously I'm focusing on a specific form and stuff, but in the broader sense, a lot about conveying a story in music, conveying a character, conveying emotion solely through music without lyrics, without a visual aid. <laughs> thinking a lot we about it have been thinking a lot about it yes. specifically like when we watch shows and stuff of course you said without a visual aid but the first time you told us about this i immediately thought about the music from up you don't have to watch of course it's nice to have but like, you don't have to watch the movie to understand the story mm -mm. behind like the characters mm -hmm. and the wife dying um no i don't know no. music pulls out yeah, exactly. strings it's definitely a huge part of the film scoring, which, like I said, is something I want to get into later on. But the music always aids the visuals on the screen. You know, the music, there's a lot of terms we use to describe how music assists a scene in a film, but it's really emotional enhancement, right? So whatever's going on, the music needs to fit it. And you can tell when you watch a movie and the music is like, what's going on right now? Now I'm confused because things don't match up. So you don't think about it when you're watching, but... If you're paying attention, damn, the music is really helping this scene. And like, this is why I'm so engaged in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think like if you had, I don't know, like a scary movie on, right? And like you didn't have like that scary mm -hmm. music. Would you really be afraid? Mm -hmm. oh, Probably no. not. Yeah, exactly. No. Honestly, even watching horror movies. Here's a pro tip for anyone, because I do watch a lot of horror movies. If you ever start getting scared, cover your ears, because all of a sudden it's really less scary. Even if you're just watching it, if you're not hearing it, it's not as bad. Yeah, that is true. Not, not so crazy. So if you could write the music for any show or movie, obviously that's been past produced, like what would you 
want to work on. So Disney, any Disney movie, my favorite one, Frozen 2. I would kill to work on Frozen 2. Obviously, I don't think I could do better than the musicians who worked on it. Absolutely phenomenal. Honestly, all the Disney movies, soundtracks, Mm -hmm. the sound design Mm -hmm. is just absolutely flawless i would i would agree i mean i think any pixar is pixar too yeah so what comes to my mind as you guys were both speaking is when i was a little girl way back only five years ago but way 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 back i remember going to i don't know if it was a museum or something with my parents it was this exhibit and i you know at that age i never really thought about of course the conversation that we're having right now as like adults and i remember my parents saying just listen because any score you know, that you happen to be watching when you're watching a movie is always going to tell the story. And I'll never forget, like, you know, how those moments are so impressionable from that time or from that moment on, I just was like, okay, hooked. So whenever I hear whatever, whatever movie, whether Disney, et cetera, I'm always so attuned to how the music is going to make me feel. And um, I think that this uh, senior project theme of yours is just amazing, fantastic. And um, I just, yeah, I just want to see where you go with it, because I'm sure you're going to go to some really cool places with wherever this is. Yeah, thank you. I'm very excited about it. Right now, I'm in the preliminary research stages, but I will get into uh, composing my own piece. And I got to pick my narrative that I'm going to try and convey. So like I said, early stages right now. So the professors that you work with at school, so how do they, I guess my question is, how is it evaluated? And are there, for an example, do they bring in, you know, any, well, now, of course, because of COVID, but let's say zoom in any established people in the industry for you to interface with, or how does that, or do you have any of that experience with that? Mm, so my project in particular is going to be a lot of solo work, like personal stuff for me, mostly just research and coming to my own conclusions. But I will say that my school is very connected. In fact, one of our faculty is Carlos Alomar. I don't know if People have heard of him, but he was the guitarist for David Bowie. So I have met him. He is a very cool guy. Honestly, all the professors at my school are phenomenal. And they're all super knowledgeable in their fields. And they do so many things, individual projects and their music. Like Yeah, you mentioned Carlos. He's... He's amazing. So we'll have to give a shout out to Carlos. Yeah, I don't know, maybe he'll check out the podcast. But yeah, he he's definitely someone who knows a lot of people in the industry yeah. and so forth. So that'll be amazing for you. Yeah, honestly, I feel like I'm set with the people, like the professors I already know at the school. Now it's your senior year. Yes. And you've <laughs> the pandemic. Uh, how, are you, how are you feeling with all that not being on campus? See, I feel kind of bad because I'm not as mad about not being on campus as a lot of people are. I mean, I got my three years in, but my last three years of high school were completely online. Well, not completely. I did go out and stuff because there wasn't a pandemic. But I did do online school, so it's not too out of the blue for me. It would be nice to be able to get up on campus and walk around and use the equipment and see people. So no, I definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. But you changed your major and how are you feeling? Are you much happier from when you transitioned from your sophomore year till now? Oh, absolutely. I would say it was probably like 180 degree shift, you know. I was just a sad, depressed blob walking around freshman year. <laughs> well, I thought you the sophomore year, so I'm not sure if the sadness was there. Well, you I was already I, mean, I had already transferred majors by the time I met you, I'm pretty oh, sure. So I was already feeling much better about everything. You're all happier, right? 
Also, let's talk about for a moment, you play the guitar, but you also play the sax pretty cool too. So maybe our listeners would be interested to hear a little bit about your the instruments you play and so forth. Yeah, I mean, I do play the guitar. I do play the baritone saxophone, but my main instrument is piano. I've been playing piano for, oh God, I started when I was three, so 18 years now. Uh, so oh that's my, my that's my main one. That's what I'm super into. But yeah, I've been playing Barry sax since high school, guitar since high school. I play bass guitar. I have a trombone that I've been trying to learn, but have been very lazy about it. And I've definitely... You're like a band. Yeah, I'm a band all here on my own. (laughs) Now that we know about the piano, you know, I don't know. I think I did know about the piano. We could do something with that. I'm not sure. We're going to have some music at the end. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. definitely. So I just, yeah, I mean, like we were saying, I I don't know. I'm the type of person that just connects to people who are already, I just think it's just what it is. You always say music connects people. Well, it's the soul, Alexandra. It is the soul. So any last thoughts for Alex? No, I think that um, I'm so happy that you were able to come on. Thank you. Yes. Uh, And people like learned, you know, the man behind the edits. (laughs) The man behind the curtain. And I think though with your journey and story of like traveling and then, you know, changing majors, it kind of shows people that first of all, there's a lot of self-discovery that you can have just like within yourself, even if you're moving or changing around. And and second of all, doing what makes you happy and like finding what, you know, fulfills you because a lot of people and especially people in college are like, I changed my major. So many people are like, oh, I'm going to do this. And it's okay to like change your mind or even with career paths or doing something that you didn't think you would do, but if it fulfills you and it makes you happy, I think then that's what you're meant to do. Like, why should you be spending your life miserable? Yeah, exactly. And I think you guys talked about it in a previous episode, but, you know, just be open to the opportunities that come to you. Yeah. He knows all the episodes. (laughs) He knows. The only thing that we didn't mention that I was just, you know, thought about for a a quick second is the languages that you picked (laughs) up upon the way, you know, like for an example, you know, I want to mention that you're Japanese. Oh, yeah. So I've been studying Japanese for about six years now, I suppose. So that's probably my best second language. But my family is Greek, so I do know some Greek. When I was younger, growing up in Ankara, I knew Turkish, but I have since forgotten most of it, which is sad. Okay. In Jordan, I did learn a little Arabic. I think I could still successfully do the alphabet, but that's about it. Okay. Yeah, just bits and pieces of a lot yeah. of stuff. Yeah. That's so cool. cool. You'll be like your own like dictionary. <laughs> yeah. That's you know. And what about music? When I mean, what's the last? Oh, Australia. That's the only thing that we didn't even mention. How you loved Australia. The type of music that you were into was it a reflection when you were, for an example, when you were in all these different places? Obviously, you were you were, you were little. But like your last stop, more or less, in Australia, the type of music that you were listening to or were into, was it different than obviously what you're interested in now based on the culture? Or huh. I actually hadn't even thought about that. That's kind of cool. But I don't know. I feel like my music taste has been pretty consistent since I was a kid. You know, when I was moving around so much, that was the one thing I had for myself. So it mm-hmm. didn't really change much, I don't think. Although, of course, everywhere I went, I did pick up some awesome recommendations from people that I knew. So I do have a bunch mm-hmm. of really good Australian bands in my Spotify library. So 
That's cool. cool. I feel like you people would want to like yeah, share if they want to know that share like share your your Spotify playlist. Yeah, that's cool. And also, also the culture, you know, being in like Australia. I mean, we we actually, as you know, spoke to someone from Australia. Yeah. Just you know, you you loved it there. Oh, I, I loved know. it so yeah. much. Why? Why do you think you loved it so much? I mean, first of all, a lot of the people I met there were really great, and I still talk to some of them, but. Mm-hmm. Their society is so chill, especially, you know, it's such a huge difference being in Australia and then coming back to the U.S., like how different mm. they are. Okay. Okay. So that obviously a big cultural difference between, you know, down under and of course here. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if you had to con- compare like Australia culture, what, what state in the United States would you compare it to? I know what I'm thinking. I'm curious what you would Oh, think geez. Then. I don't think I even know about enough states in the really? U.S. to say. <laughs> in california i mean probably i don't i haven't spent long enough in california other than layovers so <laughs> i guess that's not an honest answer and um, i think the one thing i'd like to ask before we wrap up is you love music so much why who got you into hmm. music like i said i've been playing the piano since i was three it was definitely my mom just playing music oh, for me nonstop God. as a kid you know, she was all about the Baby Einstein tapes or whatever. We had classical music playing all the time. Long road trips because we were traveling so much. We always had tapes on. Got it. So it definitely started with my parents' music taste and what they liked. And then I sort of built yeah. on it. Oh, that's so special. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So we'll do a very special segment with you, Alex. So we're doing a heart to heart. Yes, we are. And he knows about I that. I know he knows about it because we to all the episodes. So what's an introspective moment that you've had or a conversation that you've had with someone that has changed you in some way? See, I knew this question was coming and I still don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's a toughie. It really it is. I guess I'm going to have to go back to what I I guess I'm going to have to disappoint and go back to what I said earlier that I guess I can't pick one. I mean, I've had way too many turning points. I've had way too many jumps in too many different places that I can't pick one that would have defined anything. Not one that stands out in comparison to the rest of them. I really don't know. Mm. I mean, even like talking to you, Helene, that one day two years ago, like how would I have known that came to here? I mean, I don't know what conversations up to this point led to where I am. So it's really hard to say. Oh, well, right, right back at you, Alex. <laughs> you are special. You know that. You know that. I'm just going to make you do this podcast until you're old and gray. And I'm even older. Okay. Yeah, well, I, that's so sweet. Thank you. Well, yeah, we love you, Alex. Oh, I love so, you guys, yeah, that's yeah. A tough, yeah, that's a tough one, though, the heart to heart. I think that, you know, for some people, I think it just comes really, like, naturally. Like, I was just thinking of Lauren in our last episode who had a situation where this woman became pregnant and she didn't think she could get pregnant. Like, you know, yeah. like something that's so just maybe happened the day before yeah. or that day. I, I don't know. I think that... Sometimes you just, um, you can just touch a lot of people in just different ways. Maybe it's hard to quantify or qualify that. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, is that any, anything else to mention, Alessandra? Alessandra just does it. We're, I'm kind of speechless, too. Well, thank you. That was just, well, that was really sweet. So um, he just wants to keep editing. That's what he's about. <laughs> anyway. And we want to have him in the real house studio post-COVID. Oh, when will that be? Yeah. What do you think you're going to do? What's the first thing you think you will do post-COVID? Okay, and don't say you're going to go back to Germany to see your parents, because maybe it's better there. I mean, I'm probably going to be doing that during COVID. I'm 
going over in Christmas, no matter what. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you can fly now for like 50 bucks, maybe. Oh, or something. Yeah. Maybe you should book your that include your uh, test too. Yeah. Like, that's so common. Like, yeah, exactly. You got to get your COVID, COVID test on the other yeah. side. What do you think you would be the first thing that you would do post COVID? Like what, what, like you're going to all of a sudden there's no more COVID. We never talked about this and everyone's going to rip off their mask. Although some people clearly are not wearing them anyway. What do you think would be the first thing that you would do? Just if it's still in the season, I want to go ice skating so bad. I miss it so much. Oh. I don't know if anything's open, but I want to go. I didn't go last year. It's sad, Helene. I need to go ice. Okay. It's so much fun. You need to go ice skating. That's so cool. I would, like, you got me on that one. <laughs> Where would you like to go? Would you like to go in this? Because I can, you know what? I'm not ice skating these days. I'll, how about I'll wait for you and I'll hold your hot chocolate. <laughs> Could we do that? Okay. I'll, I'll hang out. A rink or like in the city? Well, I'm thinking like woman, woman, how do you pronounce that? Woman rink in, in Manhattan or Rock or Rockefeller Center. Rockefeller, you know, I've been. I'd love to go again. Bryant Park. Like, I don't even know if they're opening these this season at uh, all. But I would kill to I mean, go we just right now. Thanksgiving parade is now. The Thanksgiving parade is virtual. So that's the Yeah, we'll have to hear about that. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, right. So, okay. So, ice skating. Yeah. Um, I love me, figure skating. Oh, that's so cool to know about that. Look, already, already, already. Yeah, we go. that's hard. How long yes. have you been skating? So actually not that long. I started in Australia. We had a group of friends that would go and I sort of like taught myself how to do some of the jumps and spins and stuff just because it was so much fun. So I definitely oh, have not been able to let it go. Wow. My God, that is hard. We're speechless. It's all right. No, it's <laughs> way easier than I'm making it sound. I'll teach you guys how to do it. No. No, I no. had a really traumatic event. You I was did. in seventh oh grade. Oh my god, here we and go. I had this friend, and we were all skating at Rockefeller Center. And um, oh, yeah, it was, was really horrible. special. And then she twisted her ankle. Oh my and god. The whole party ended. Oh no. Ever since she then, went to the hospital. She went to the hospital, and ever no. since then, I've been traumatized. Oh, that's <laughs> so. Wait, so you didn't <laughs> even fall? Like, my younger sister, she never wants to go with me because she is so terrified of falling. I might I have fallen. I think I was okay. Yeah. I was just like seeing someone go through that. Yeah. Did you see her fall? Yeah. You did mm. see her fall. Oh. No, I don't know. It was just like, that was so I heard free. about her bones cracking and Ooh. I just, I don't she know. She was really, like this child really, God, she was out for a while. She, she was out for a long time. Really, really, like really, really, really hurt. You yeah. can hurt yourself doing anything, but I don't know something yeah. about that event. I was like, Ugh, but okay. no ice skating for no you. Ice skating for me. <laughs> I'll just hang out for him. I feel like chocolate. though, I would just like to go. Well, we say the city. Yeah. It's New York City. Of course, people say the city in South Jersey, like it's Philadelphia. But mm -hmm. like, I want to go into the city, yes, go yes. see a Broadway show. Yes. Have just like a normal mask free day. <laughs> enjoy the air. And mm. I just like love walking mm. around. At, and eating at different places with food. What time of year? It's hard. What, what, what time of year do you want it to be? I like fall. I feel like. Or, yeah, I like Oh, yeah, for walking fall, around like, fall, definitely. Fall is beautiful. Yeah, like, I like fall. We, we, I walk outside and I'm like, gosh, this is beautiful. But also, 
I'd love to go to a football game and enjoy college. Well, you just took mine away. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking I would love to go to a, a college football game. I was watching God. today. Yeah. My son has on all the, you know, all the different games all the time. And I was standing in my kitchen and like I heard, you know, the whistle blowing. And then, and I was just like, oh, my God, I just love this. And I, you know, I just live for college football I really, you know, I like NFL, but I do like college football much better. No and just the, just being at the game and just the whole experience and you're bundled up and you have sweatshirt on. And that's why my son is probably going to go to a large university because you can get that kind of thing there. And just, yeah, not have to think about, oh, my God, where's my mask? And is someone going to cough and see? Yeah. Just, <laughs> and the stadium that I saw today, I believe it was college football, maybe it was NFL, I can't remember which one I was watching back and forth, where they're, I think they're allowing a certain percentage of people to be I in the stadium. I think college football. So maybe it's family members or whatever it is, but they're so spread out through the stadium. And I thought, I would love that. I would love to be, of course, post-COVID, it would be obviously a packed stadium. But the fact that everyone's sort of scattered, that would have a nice experience because not everybody's on top of each other. But I would just love to have that experience of sitting in a stadium not having to worry where my mask is, not worrying where's my hand sanitizer, although I was always a germaphobe wiping my hands anyway. She created a monster. And, she um, created yeah, a monster. Yeah, so that, I, just, I just think that that would be something wonderful. I mean, for listeners out there, we know, like, when you go out to wherever you're going these days, supermarket, a walk, whatever you're doing, it's do I have my keys, where's my cell phone, my sunglasses, and, of course, my mask. And that's just sort of like the checklist. So, um, yeah, I just feel like that that would be one less thing to have to actually think about. So, Definitely. so I have a really great idea. Yes. We are going to go to Rockefeller Center. <laughs> We're going to drop off. We're not going to drop them off. I will stay with him. You go into the city, walk around. You come back and just hang out with me while I wait for Alex because uh -huh. I'm holding his hot chocolate. Uh -huh. And then after that, we'll hit Giant Stadium. On the way back, that, and I can go to a that game. That would be quite the full day. Yeah. It would be a full day. Maybe we'll make it a weekend. Make it a weekend. We will well, make it a weekend. Anyway. So post-pandemic times being together. Yes, yes. Well, anyway, Alex, you know we love you. Thank we, you so thank much. Thank you so, so much for doing this. And it's been uh, so fun. Yeah. Let's wrap it up with, with our usual Instagram, social media stuff. And go ahead, Alexandra. Of course, I feel like you guys know where to Take it away. <laughs> so... Follow us on Instagram at coming underscore from the heart podcast. We're on Twitter at CFTH podcast. That's CFTH podcast. We're on Facebook coming from the heart podcast. And uh, yeah, you can listen to us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And also we're on Alexa now. Um, we're on like a lot of different platforms, Stitcher, yeah. Google podcasts. And yeah, so on any of these social media platforms, um, you can find the link to our partner, their Play Out Apparel. They're an all-inclusive, gender-equal company. So you shop your style, not... What is it? You shop your... You, sh <laughs> you shop your style, not your gender. There it is. You know your style, not your gender. Yeah. So um, they're a really awesome company. And you can use our code HEARTPODCAST when checking out. And 20% of your checkout will go to Immigration Equality, which is the leading LGBTQ immigration rights reform. Yeah. Okay. Thank awesome. you so much, yeah, Alex. No Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having me talk today. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. XOXO, Helene.